The Creative Psychotherapist is the official podcast of the Creative Clinician's Corner, a practice-building resource for creative psychotherapists. TCP Podcast is the cast for creative, expressive, and experiential-focused psychotherapists curious to learn how to design, build, and scale a thriving private practice. Your host, Raina Lombardi, interviews successful therapists about the tools and strategies they have used to develop creative-focused practices. They also talk about the products, services, and side hustles they have developed, using their knowledge and creativity to enhance their therapy practices, make a greater impact in their communities, and diversify their income streams. Welcome. Now here's your host, Raina Lombardi. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Psychotherapist Podcast. I'm your host, Raina Lombardi, and today I'm going to be recording a solo episode. And this episode is going to be all about how how I manage um, the end of the year in order to prep for a successful new year uh, in business. So I kind of have created um, just some routines that I uh, have have employed over the years, and I thought I would share with you a few of the things that I do that really help me kind of wrap up the end of the year and prepare for the next year. Um, Now, of course, uh, these work for me, they may not work for other people, and that's okay, you know. That's one of the things that's nice about uh, developing your own business and your own practice is you get to choose what um, what structures work for you and your personality and how you like to do things. So I like to have a combination of both kind of factual and data-driven um, experiences or, or tasks that I do just to kind of get me in the mindset of, okay, well, what are, what's really happening in the business? But I also like to go into some of the kind of fun, creative, um, visioning and, uh, you know, dreaming and, um, preparing type stuff. So some that's more creative process oriented and some that's more data and analytical oriented, which when put together, I feel like really kind of rounds out how I like to do all the things in my business, um, which is giving attention to both and not waiting um, one side more than the other. I feel like they're both useful and important. And so one of the first things that I do at the end of the year is Typically, the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's, I take off. I don't take off necessarily with um, with all of the work that I do, but it, it, typically it's just administrative stuff. This year was a little bit different, and I did see um, a few clients the week of Christmas, but the majority of what I was working on the couple days that I did work Uh, was focused on administration. And so one of the things that I find really helpful is to go ahead and start the process of itemizing everything from the year 
um, this tax year. And that kind of helps me prepare everything to turn into my CPA. And this happens to be something that I choose to do one time a year in a big um, time chunking experience versus integrating it throughout the entire year. However, there are other people that do this process throughout the entire year. I have a different process that I do to kind of look at the budgeting of all of those line items ongoing each month. Um, twice a month, I go through and do some fiscal budgeting and making sure that everything's going into the right accounts to pay for the different things, putting away money for taxes and putting away money for um, you know, liability insurance and things like that. So I have a process for that that is ongoing, but I don't necessarily put all of the expenses into an itemized spreadsheet, which then gets turned into the CPA until the end of the year. So I organize all of my receipts into um, categories of you know, what it belongs to. If it was like, um, you know, dining and entertainment, maybe I did some marketing events this year. I didn't do much of that because obviously COVID. <laughs> um, sometimes I have like a stack that's just for um, mailing and like all of my postage and anything that I um, did send out in the mail, that would be a different item, like line item. Uh, there would be a different kind of stack of receipts that account towards all of the electronic uh, services that I use to keep my business running. So that would be like my email, my phone, my internet, my um, electronic health record, um, the uh, telehealth platform that I use, all of those uh, receipts would be printed out and those would be put in another section because that goes into one section in my spreadsheet that I have. So I get all of that ready. And this way, um, by the time any uh, forms come to me in January, I pretty much have all of my expenses entered. And then in January, all I have to do is put in my earnings, um, which would be based on all of the different ways that I'm bringing income into my business. And I just want to make sure that those line up with any forms that I receive from a contracted um, situation. So like I have a couple of different contracts where I work with other agencies in the community and provide services. And I just want to make sure that everything in my accounting lines up with that form that they send to me, which of course is what's sent into the IRS. So just making sure that everything lines up. And that makes it easy for me to get in my taxes to the CPA early on. And, you know, the earlier you get them into your CPA, typically the 
the the faster they're processed versus if I wait until the very last minute before taxes are due, that can be stressful on the CPA. Um, but that might also cause a delay and you might have to file for an extension, which of course costs extra money and I don't want to delay that. So that's one of the things that I do to kind of round out the end of the year as I start with that process of itemizing, making sure all of my data is entered into the spreadsheet and it gives me a, uh, a good big picture on how things are going in the business. And what it also gives me an idea of, okay, are any of these expenses unnecessary or am I able to reduce them in any way? And I kind of do that throughout the year as I'm doing my like bi-monthly processing, but I feel like this gives an even bigger picture because then I can look at the whole numbers of like, okay, this much is going to this aspect of the business. This much is going to this aspect of the business and where can I cut down or can I look at alternate programs to save myself some money somewhere? And we did that earlier this year, like as a result of looking at things last year, I was able to find a different HIPAA compliant um, phone service that included fax. So it eliminated um, probably about $250 a year of expenses, which isn't, you know, it's not much, but it's something. Um, so anything that you can do to keep an eye on you know, where, where uh, can I save a little bit of extra money, but still get the same service that I depend upon. So I did that. And then the second thing that I like to do at the end of the year is really go back into the dreaming portion of um, my business. So each year I like to spend some time dreaming, envisioning, creating a vision plan. So whether that's doing a vision board, journaling, doing some artwork where I'm just spending time imagining what is it that I want in my business? What are the things that have been going well that I'm really enjoying and I love and I want to continue to do? And what are the things that are draining of my energy that are taking away from the big picture of my why for doing this, right? What are those things? And can I eliminate them from my vision um, or reinterpret them so that they aren't so draining if they're a necessary part of the business? Um so I spend some time just dreaming, imagining, leaning into what are the, the outcomes that I want to experience in my business? How do I want it to grow? What do I want to change about what I'm doing? Uh, what are areas that maybe I want to invest more in um, and flesh out? So for example, in... Um, in 2017, my um, vision planning for 2017 and going into 
2018, that was where I really started to think about exploring an idea for a podcast. And I didn't quite flesh it out, but I knew that I wanted to spend some time learning a little bit more about it and figuring out whether it was something that I really wanted to try and do. And so that was 2017. And so I did ex took some time exploring that in 2018. And by the time I got to the end of 2018, one of the things that I realized was I really needed help. There was no way for me to create the balance that I need between personal and professional without the help of another body. I needed another person to assist me with a variety of aspects of things um, in my business. Things that took a substantial portion of my time that didn't allow for me to engage in the creative aspects of the business. And so that that part was my 2018, you know, visioning like, okay, well, if I really want to bring this to life, I need to imagine how I can do that and how I imagined how I could do that was with help. And so, um, after the visioning portion of things, I start planning out in my calendar and building out in my calendar what do I want to achieve by when, and what are the things that I need to be doing in order to get to that final outcome? Now, here's a thing. I might put dates in my calendar and I might set out goals um, of things that I want to achieve. However, I don't consider any of those things as static. If something comes up and all of a sudden I realize, whoa, this may be, maybe I started off with this vision, but now I'm kind of seeing something else. I am able to be flexible and say, okay, well, we're, that, that's going to change and I'm going to make some modifications. I don't, get so stuck to the vision that it can't evolve because that's part of the fun, right? Is once you start uh, investigating a, an aspect of the business that you want to develop and you start putting more time and energy there and you learn more about it, all of, all of that information starts to change your vision for what it is that you want to achieve. So it's important to leave that, that space to be flexible, to shift and change gradually um, over time. And that is why I do incorporate some of those um, vision setting, evaluating sessions periodically throughout the year as well. Because I want to check back in, What again, what's working, what's not working, how has my vision changed? And because of how my vision has changed, 
what do I need to now change in my plan or how I've structured things in order to get to that next step? So the first step for kind of wrapping up the end of the year prep is itemizing. The second step is, you know, vision setting. And that could be both um, for what you're doing on your business, right? So maybe it's you want to change how you're operating your business or you want to add in a new aspect of business, you know, maybe you're still a practitioner and you want to add on another therapist to work with you in order to deliver services. Um, Or maybe you want to add a continuing education component to the work that you're doing. Or maybe you want to buy a physical um, building and then create therapy offices within that building to then rent out um, to therapists. So again, you're, um, you're thinking about things that you're, you know, visioning for your business to grow, but then also included in there should be, how do you want to grow professionally as an individual, both as a you know, therapy provider, but also as a practice owner and professional. So it might be, you know, maybe you really want to invest more time and energy in learning marketing strategies. And so that would be part of what you're doing for working on your business but it's still part of your professional development. So what would that look like? Well, how do you learn best? (laughs) You know, do you learn best by reading books? Do you learn best by listening to audiobooks or listening to podcasts? You know, what is it that will help you to, to get there? And then the next step would be to put all that stuff in your calendar. So it doesn't necessarily need to have a, you know, a date in the physical calendar, but it could be something like for each quarter, you have a list. So for in quarter one, I want to, um, in order to really expand my website, because I want to really develop that out and become better at marketing through the website, I am going to read three books about, um, you know, website, or maybe it's just one book. It just depends upon, you know, who you are and what, what you have time for, but then you would put that in, you know, quarter one, you know, read whatever it is that you want to read about. Um, and then quarter two would be, you know, implement at least one aspect of what I learned from X book. And, you know, this way, you're not just saying, well, I'm going to consume all this information, um, and then not put it into action, right? Like, it's great to learn about all these things. But 
we also need to put it into action so that we can experience the growth that we want in our business. So making sure that you're spending time allowing um, yourself to dream and imagine and envision what you want to accomplish both professionally um, and on your business. So on the professional side, it might be, well, maybe I'm really interested in um, EMDR. So the one training that I am going to um, invest in this year is EMDR. Um, and I'm going to do that, but, but in order to do that, because of my budget, I might not be able to attend my uh, national professional conference that year, which I usually do. And um, because it's a competing expense and I may, you know, for folks that have done the EMDR um, certification, um, it's, it's several thousand dollars from the point of taking the class to then, um, completing your supervision afterwards and your sessions to buying any of the equipment that you might want to incorporate with that. So, you know, looking at both the, the vision, right? You have the vision. This is what I would like to experience. I want to be able to help people to, you know, free up blocks to, um, really be able to resolve and transform the experiences that are holding them back, right? That might be part of your vision, uh, you know, increasing your skills to, to help, uh, further your impact. And then how are you going to get there, right? That's going to be part of building out your calendar. I'm going to focus on EMDR this year. That's the one training I'm going to continue to invest in. And I'm going to get really good at that. And, and, and therefore all of my, all of my budget for continuing education is going to go into that, um, lest any requirements, if it's a license renewing year or something, right? You also have to make sure that you're attending to those things. But this way, now you, you have that, you can start to build out your calendar around that. Okay, well, here's the training that I want to take. Here's the time that I'm going to need, you know, to allocate to that. Then you know, for two months after that, I'm going to budget that in my calendar that I'm going to be doing sessions, um, practicing the EMDR so that I can get the certification and participating in the supervision. And then after that, um, what's next? Well, probably, you know, doing some marketing around um, how you're offering that service to clients and how it can help them um, reach their goals. So those are the three things that I like to do at the end of the year to prepare myself for a successful following year. And I think it's really important to think about if your vision includes, um, new services or a new product or, um, something, you know, something that's new to what you're doing, you want to make sure that in your calendar, you're building a strategy of how you're going to be marketing that. 
What are you going to be doing to market that to let people know that, hey, you're offering this and it would be really amazing for them. So anyway, I hope that you all find this helpful. Um, and I am truly grateful for your listenership over 2020. Uh, it really has been an interesting year and it's been a difficult year and it's been a year that has had a lot of grief for very many people. And um, I'm hoping that in spite of all of the challenges that you all are still inspired to take action and pursue um, your growing your practice or launching your practice because even in challenging times, people still need support and help and, um, and access to quality services. So I hope that you have a wonderful uh, New Year's and I will be talking with you in January of 2021. Um, we have some exciting uh, kind of episodes that will be airing in January. Uh, we'll be resuming the voices from the Expressive Therapy Summit series with some new speakers um, from faculty uh, for the spring Los Angeles event, which is really exciting. And, um, and I have one of those will be a guest host and they'll be interviewing me. So that's pretty exciting. And, um, and then mid January, I have a really, really exciting episode that I'm so excited to share with you all. And it, it is a conversation with one of the leaders of art therapy. <laughs> um, she's retired now, but has been a huge contributor to the field and um, just really excited and honored to share that conversation with you all. So that'll be airing mid-January. And I decided not to tell you who it is just to kind of keep you guessing and um, hopefully build up some excitement. So anyway, have a wonderful new year and we'll talk with you again in 2021. Stay creative and curious. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Creative Psychotherapist. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For show notes, downloads, and additional resources, head over to the website at www.creativeclinicianscorner.com.